Hello, podcast world, and welcome to another exciting, enthralling episode of FNO InsureTech. And I'm here with my esteemed co-host, Mr. Is it my turn now? Lee Boyd. Hi, Lee. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm not I'm not bad today. We have a super exciting guest today. Somebody from uh, kind of a combination of a few worlds. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's really uh, taking the traditional claims, uh, but would be considered working at a insured tech. Uh, company and really able to leverage a lot of new technologies and and give a great output. Uh, I'm very excited about this conversation. Right. John Langowski from Swift will be our guest today. He's the chief claims officer of Swift, which is an online MGA that appears to be an insurer, I think, to most customers who uh, writes insurance, uh, I think, in most states, and um, but is an insure tech play uh, in kind of the carrier in carrier clothing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think that they really have an opportunity to reimagine the way uh, insurance is done and to make sure that they're hitting uh, the the customer satisfaction, the speed, everything. All, all at one time. They they have the opportunity to really dream big and to meet the customer needs whenever possible. I know John a little bit, and I know this about him, that he's very well-spoken and very bright. And I think you'll all enjoy our conversation with John Langowski. We have a super special guest with us today, Mr. John Langowski from Swift. Hi, John. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you. Where are you today, John? Where do you headquarter from? So uh, I actually uh, work and live out of North Florida, outside of the Jacksonville, Florida is that, area. Is that actually where Swift is from? No. So uh, Swift is actually headquartered in Morristown, New Jersey. Oh. It's where our corporate office is. Um, but some of us are, uh, you know, we have a hybrid staffing model, if you will. So some of us work virtual, thank goodness for technology. Right. Um, so for some of us are virtual and some of us are actually in that office. Um, and, you know, claims, uh, so our, our IT department, um, which is because of who we are, is very key to our operation and our brand. They're actually located in um, Seattle, Washington. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and so and and my claims operation is located out of the Orlando uh, area in Florida. So we're all over the place, really. Yeah, all all parts of the country: New Jersey, Seattle. Wow. So, so Swift. That's not spelled like Swift is usually spelled. Is there a reason that it's S W Y F F T? So I, I believe there are. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sitting around the table when they, they came up with that, but you know, there are other, if you look up Swift, you Google it, for example, and you'll see Swift in different industries, right? I think there's, um, Swift in, um, auto space and some other places, not necessarily insurance, but, um, Swift, um, it gives us a unique brand name, but at the same time, we hope that it indicates that when it comes to insurance, it's a speedy process or an easy process, right? You get from one point to another point very quickly um, uh, and, and very easily. So that's, you know, um, why we spell Swift with a Y. I think that's really it, but uh, yeah. So 
Either that or somebody was around the table and they decided to be cute, and there you go. But uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about your company uh, quickly and what you do. Give us a thirty-second or one-minute elevator on Swift. Sure. Yeah. So Swift, uh, we we differentiate ourselves in the industry. We're really an insure tech that deals in the homeowner space. Um, we our, our goal here is to make it really easy to get an insurance policy for homeowners. So um, folks typically uh, today and historically, if you want a homeowner policy, it's really a lengthy process. Uh, you can start your application online. You can go to an agent's office. Some companies offer website applications. But um, really, uh, throughout that process, you're answering multiple questions. You're uploading documents. You're submitting proofs. They're asking you all kinds of questions about your house that you'll actually have to spend time and research because you don't really know the answers off the top of your head. That's how detailed a lot of these questions get. Uh, when you try to buy a new home or even if you uh, if you want to change insurance companies on your home, it's really a, a, a very beleaguering process. So at Swift, you know, all you have to do is go into swift.com. We ask you one question to get a homeowner policy. And that question is, everybody knows, is what is your address? So once you type in your address, we then provide you a homeowner policy right there on the spot online. You can email it, you can print it, you can stare at it, you can do whatever it is you want to do. But the process literally takes minutes and we ask you one very simple question. So it's a um, a much, much different process to get an insurance policy for your home than you would anywhere else. That's it. Just one, just one question. Now, I say one question, but if you ever go on and ex- experiment that, the law does require that we give you options of different coverage amounts that you want. So what'll happen is, you'll we'll give you a price uh, and uh, a policy right there on the spot um, based on your home address. You can change your deductible, you can change the amounts of coverage, you can add cut whatever you want to do, and you can do it right there online, or you can just say. That's the way I like it. How you presented it, you hit done. Uh, but you know, you can you still have additional options. So, um, very fast process, very friendly process, very easy to understand, and you know, competitive rate wise, absolutely, we're about ten to twenty percent less in most cases on premium because of how we rate based on the home address. Wow! So competitive, easy, affordable, flexible. Um, and that's you don't hear that um, about homeowner insurance at all. You know, I actually went on the website uh, before our call just to look at it, and it was it was very simple. It, it was a simple question of what is your address, and that's how we started. And you know, how, how long has has Swift been around? So uh, we started writing business in 2016. So the concept came about about 2014, but it took us two years to really, to really build the machine, build the rating um, engine, um, build the process. So in 2016, we started writing business in a couple states. In 2017, um, we started taking off a little bit. We started writing in additional states. Um, in 2018, we, we, we grew about 400% in 2019 and 2020 and beyond. We continue to grow. Um, we, we believe 38 to 40% year over year, but just this past year, we grew 400% and never wow. projected that much. So, yeah. So, from a claims perspective, just to give you an idea, 
of what that growth means. I mean, anybody can grow 400%, one policy to four policies, right? right. That's 400%. But, um, you know, from a, from a claim count, just to give you an idea, since I'm a claims guy, a claims perspective, in, in 2016, we got six claims. 2017, we received 381 claims. And in 2018, we received around 4,300 claims. So yeah, so, so you can you can see that it's really taken off. That the concept that once once we got the marketing out there and the brand out there, uh, and there's uh, there are folks out there that 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 love to deal with that kind of technology that don't want to take time to go visit an agent or call an agent or spend a lot of time at night online on some company's website trying to figure out how to get a policy and you know, passwords and everything else, but. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we, we've, uh, we've been around for a couple of years, but really just took off in 2018. Uh, and you know, we continue to see those trends month after month. I'm wondering if your demographic is your typical insured younger. For the most part, so we we offer not only uh, the online piece. So if you're uh, uh, more inclined to technology, regardless of your age, if you're just more technology driven um, because of your lifestyle or um, just your preferences, then you know we have that solution for you. And that's really what we geared towards: people a little bit more savvy that understand how to go on the web and they can you know, um, answer one question: what's your what's your address? And that's it. That's really all you need. But uh, we also do a, a a lot of our business, actually most of our business, through independent agents. So it's not just a web solution that, hey, if I'm uh, only people who understand technology can get our product. We, you know, we we want to service um, more facets of the marketplace than just technology-driven individuals who don't want to deal with agents. But so there are uh, even under JD Powers back in 2016 that came out that a lot of people still go to their agents or depend on their insurance agents to help them with insurance coverage and a place to go to for insurance advice. And so we understand that trend. So a lot of our businesses, so you can go on down to your local broker or your independent agent, depending on what part of the country you're from and how you ever call them. But um, when you do ask for an insurance policy, a lot of agents now will say, well, look, um, I can go onto my computer and I can spit out this rating engine and I can give you quotes from five or six or 20 companies. Here are your rates based on the coverages I think you need. Um, but let me also give you a, a quote from Swift. Now, Swift is not in your a typical rating. An agent has to actually go on to the web, swift.com, and do the same thing and get the same rate and quote that that person could have done on their own on the web. So there's only one place to go to get a quote, and that is that website. Uh, and that's how we funnel all the business through. So an agent will actually go on that website and get a quote, show the show their their client, here it is, here's the quote from Swift, and here's the quote from everybody else, what would you like to do? Um, and uh, if you want to go with these five, six, or 20 other companies that I've quoted you on, well, here's the paperwork. i got to print off 62 forms. We're going to sit here for an hour, hour and a half. You have to sign 17 different things, including waiving and deciding on coverages. Or I can just go onto this computer over here where I have the Swift quote open. I can hit print, and you're done. What would you like to do? So, you know, agents want to quote Swift um, because it's easy for them to. They can get a client right away, et cetera. Um, and so there's a lot of advantages for an agent to quote us, which is another reason for our, our growth, right? We want to make it easy for anybody just to get a policy, a homework, including the agent. And we channel them all through just that one that one website. There's no other way to get a policy or get a quote from us. So, um, so you know, th th those are 
those are great differentiators, right? So understanding that homeowner insurance, really any insurance, is really a commoditized market. But once you start making it easy to access and easy to understand, um, then you've differentiated yourself in an industry that's typically very traditional, slow-moving, inflexible, adverse to risk, and hangs their hat on the type and depth of underwriting rules that you have. Where we at Swift decided to do it differently, and here we are. Well, you know, and and that's kind of within the grand definition of in, of insure tech is you know disruptive, different, easier, quicker, faster. Um, do you consider your company an insure tech? Yes, yes, we are. Okay, and and you're the first company that we've talked to that is in it like an insurance company we know you're an mga and not um, technically an insurance company but why do you consider yourself an insure tech so insure tech really uses technology and technology features to really drive build and modify a business right so that's what we do we um a couple things we use technology to actually do the rating and the underwriting. We threw a lot of the underwriting questions out. So in order to get a, um, a quote, we, number one, you have to use technology. You have to use the web, right? So, so it's driven. It's web-based. So you go in there, and um, our our ability to give you a rate, we have three patents pending. Uh, and um, so therefore, it's a specialized technology. We pull in data from different points in different industries. We use LIDAR. We use data from Zillow. We use data from CoreLogic. We use data um, to underwrite and to price. So by using uh, data from NOAA and all these other sources and LIDAR, we know where your house is located, distance to coast. Um, you know, we, we know how big your house is, when it was built, and all the data that you can get from just typing in an address. Every, every footprint in the country has a geocode. They have a special code, and there's so many data points that are attached to that. And more and more data points are created now through the use of technology services like you know, heck, just you know, Amazon and the post office and UPS and you know, real estate um, and um, you know, property inspectors, etc. And so, you know, more data gets to be built around all these properties as m- more industries use technology to service properties, whether it's delivering the mail or packages or inspecting it or listing it in public for selling it or doing repairs or pulling permits and recording that at the local county shop in a computer. And so, we use data instantly to determine whether or not um, you know we, we want the risk and number two what the price is but here's the beauty of it we always want the risk we just have to put a price on it so we don't reject because we say we don't want you it's not a good risk we only reject if we don't write in the state that you live or where the house is so um, that's the beauty of insure tech where you use data to say I'm going to get you what you want I'm going to do it quickly. I have the abilities to do that more so than what an underwriter traditionally would do. Um, and a lot of times an agent would call and say, look, this is really a good risk. It, the, the, it says here that it's rejected because they didn't pass the first three questions in the application process. Can you make an exception? And there's a lot of back and forth and there may not be an exception. It may be rejected and now the agent's got to go back. Well, in, in SureTech, we use the data and the automation. We don't say no. We make it easy. We deliver it. And, and it's there. So um, uh, we have InsureTech when we started. We had uh, someone, we raised over about $7.1 million in InsureTech 
uh, money, and you know, that's that's who we are. So we continue to build out those data and automation abilities. We continue to refine um, the data points that help us or that drive really how we're able to rate everyone. Um, so, yeah, so InsureTech versus your traditional, I, I fill out an application, it gets pushed through this machine of rules, uh, and then if there are any exceptions on the rules, I have to call a human being. That human being has to say whether or not I can I can get that exception. If I if I don't like that person's response, I'm going to try to climb the ladder up the company and see if I can get somebody to give me a special preference treatment, or I got to turn around and tell the customer we got to start all over. With us, you don't have to do that. So that's really the beauty of it. We don't we don't have to do that because of the automation of the data that we have at our fingertips that we can give you something. Now, if you're willing to pay the price for mm-hmm. that, absolutely grab it, but we won't say no to you. Yeah, I like that. I like being able to use all of the data points. I like what you said there about the uh, uh, geocoding of a specific location and taking all of the um, APIs of a sort, you know, from all these weather sources or core logics and, and bringing them all together to answer the questions uh that normal insurance companies, you know, traditional insurance companies have to ask, you already have the answers to them. So I think that that's neat. Uh, and and it, it leads me to a, to another question of InsureTech. You were, you were founded really during what I would call the InsureTech boom. A lot of InsureTech companies out there, uh, a lot of them really trying to, to gain traction in the industry. Uh, on, on your claim side, are there any partners that, that you work with now? Are there any insure tech companies that you see value in and that you are actually working with today? So, um, so yeah, so without really getting into the secret sauce, I mean, we, we work with different data points. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about insure techs, you know, that's some people misuse that, or it's a, it's really a broad stroke of, of the, the different companies out there, but you know, we, we are the insure tech, but there are so many other insure techs out there that offer different features. Um, the one thing that I'm looking at, for example, is working with insure techs in the claims space. Um, so right now we outsource our claims, but you know we're looking to to really evolve our claims business um, and here in Swift to really mirror the the method and the experience that people have in getting the policy. So you can imagine the technology that we're going to have to um, to to grab or to create from the claim side to really give them that same experience that they had when they got the policy. It's going to be a little more complicated than type in your address and I'll right. settle your claim, right. right? So it's a little bit different than that. But um, but nevertheless, so yes, so we're, we're out there looking at other insured techs. What do they have to offer? Um, you know, we've recently subscribed to Symbility, who is now owned by CoreLogic. And, and, and the amount of technology ability that we have, data, um, you know, the, the ability to, to collaborate with policyholders and agents um, more readily and more frequently from a claims perspective than you, than you can with a lot of these traditional or legacy systems that many carriers and MGAs are currently using today. So the advantage that we have is we're in the sure tech space. We have free conversations with other other insured techs. We share the same mindset uh, as other insured techs. So yes, moving mm-hmm. forward, we're absolutely going to be, um, you know, the, depending on others. We we believe the insured tech space really provides a lot of ideas and solutions 
um, if not ready now, a lot of potential solutions in the future to really provide that experience right. that we're really trying to push like they have at the beginning uh, of when they meet us and, and get that policy bound from just typing in your address. So, yeah, you bring uh, we're, ne- we're definitely not going the traditional way. So, um, so I guess long answer to a short question. You bring a great point up, I think, and that is uh, about customer experience. You're setting a very high bar at the beginning of the relationship on a customer experience level, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're basically saying to people, look at how easy this is. So why wouldn't they expect something that's a reasonable companion to that should they have a claim? Right. And not just the policyholders, but also the agents, right? Because the agents experience, well, it's the same, right? I have, they have to quote us the same as a consumer would when they get onto the, on the same web page link. But so, and, and the agents, of course, hold us a lot more accountable than a policyholder because, you know, one claim in their book could mean multiple claims in their book, which reflects on their own business and their own brand because they, they quoted and recommended, right? So they've got, They've got skin in the game when it comes to our ability to deliver on claims. So, um, so yeah, the the bar is raised very high. So in the old days, as a claims guy, you know the the focus was on empathy. You know, can you make sure you hire the right people to who can be empathetic with with policyholders and in, in hard times when when claims occur. So we still we still want that talent, but the focus now for me is how fast and how easy can I make things for everybody because you know that's what people want more and more people nowadays want faster they want to understand it at the same time right they don't want it they want it fast they want it now but they don't they want it easy and they don't want it complex right so um heck you know amazon um is is great about that so um, nowadays i don't even have to um I, I don't even have to go on and uh, the computer anymore in order. I can just talk to a little machine on my on my kitchen counter like we could back in the old Star Trek series <laughs> or Star Wars. And just talk to it and say, "Give me this," and it'll say, "Yeah." Matter of fact, I'll deliver it tomorrow. I never had to leave. I never had to turn on a computer. I never had to get in my car. And by goodness, the next day it's on my doorstep. And that's all I had to do was talk to the, a box. So that's just the way things are now, and that's just the way they're going to the, continue um, to go. Yeah, Amazon has made everything better and everything harder all all at the same time, depending on what side of the equation that you're on, right? I mean, the expectation is for ease and fast and that it works every single time. I was having a conversation with somebody recently that um, uh, when was the last time you were on Amazon's website and it didn't work? It always works. And... Uh, so the, the the bar is high, and for people like you, who are playing in a, you know, in the same world as, as them, the bar is high. I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it, it keeps you on your toes. It is. You know, sometimes I, I wish I it was with a traditional insurance company, and I had traditional problems that I've solved in the past, and could probably solve them again using my traditional solutions or the same solutions everybody else uses. But I'm in a position now different than many of my peers across the country. And um, I have traditional problems like everybody else, right? Consumer expectations of the outcome. I want to be, I want to, I want the process to be timely. I want to understand the outcome and I want to be kept informed. That's what I, we're all striving to do, but I can't use traditional ways because right. you can't solve the front them. end of my, that's right. The front end of my experience has raised the bar so high for me mm-hmm. that I've got to step up to that task. Interesting. So. Let's, 
Let's talk for a minute about your background, which I think is is really interesting because you've had some very senior positions um, in traditional insurance companies, um, and uh, you, you, you're an adjuster, right? I mean, you, you've been down that path, and you worked your way up. It looks like you started at Erie. Is that correct? Yep. So I, I started uh, even before, if you have your my resume in front of you, uh, even before that, I, I started in the insurance business. I was a mail clerk in a home a homeowner underwriting department at Erie Insurance. And so I was going to college there, uh, across the, the city park at a, at, a, at a college across from Erie Insurance called Gannon. And uh, so I, I needed some uh, college money for groceries and beer. And I went across the way and got a clerking job and I could go over there and clerk and push paper. And um, that's really how I got started in, in, in the industry. And then one day uh, I saw posted on the job board, uh, claims adjuster, which I had no idea what a claims adjuster was. And I had, had no intention of making the insurance industry my career. And it said there, um, hey, if you want to be a claims adjuster, here's what you get. Um, and you know, back then, uh, young guy, single, looking to make something of myself, I didn't look at the jobs and responsibilities uh, as deeply as I should have, but it was really the benefits. I got a company car for personal and business use. I got to work for my home. The company gave me a checkbook, and I could write checks to policyholders. Cool. I got a corporate credit card, so I can, you know, didn't, yeah, uh, and and I got paid, uh, and I got a gas card for my car, so I never had to pay for insurance <laughs> or gas. Um, and that's it. And they were going to give you me a relocation package to move down near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and so there it was, you know, that was 1990, I think it was. Um, so yeah, as a guy who, you know, looking for something to do with my life, that was it right there. I mean, what else could you want? So, um, that's it. And I, and it was my first, uh, paying salary with benefits, 401k Christmas bonus kind of job, uh, free car, got to make my own schedule, work from my home, wherever it is I decided I wanted to live. So that's how I got started. Didn't realize <laughs> that it's a tough job. Um, but uh, uh, And they gave me a company car because I'd be putting uh, 50,000 miles a year on it. But uh, but that's okay. You know, and here I am almost 30 years later, still loving it. Never left the industry. Cool. Cool. So you, you worked your way up. You were at a number of at a few different top 10 companies and then and then you ended up in Florida that that's kind of a that's a very unique market yeah yes so the first um the first 20 years uh in the industry uh, everybody told everybody else that was in the claim space never go to Florida stay away from Florida. doesn't matter what line of business, auto, homeowner, commercial, because it's just a different market, right? It's got the catastrophe exposure that no one else really has. And the the, the venue with the legislation and the, the lawyers is just much different than than uh, everywhere else. They, they sue and, and, and the law encourages you to sue your insurance companies for whatever reason you want. And it rewards attorneys bonuses uh, if they can sue an insurance company, there, there really isn't. That doesn't exist anywhere else. So for 20 years, um, I was told to stay out. And then uh, I guess after 20 years, maybe I became feeble-minded and took a job as a chief claims officer in a Florida company. So I, I not only dipped my toe in the water, I just kind of took the deep plunge and said, I'll, "Not only am I going to Florida, but I'm going to be responsible for everything claims for this company." Um, so, so yeah, that's how. But, I how, uh, but that really kind of prepared you for for this gig right 
Yes. So um, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, so prior to prior to going into uh, Florida, I had really multi-line experience, auto and homeowner and commercial experience in many states outside of Florida. And you know, Florida with a small company really taught me a lot about the market. You know, that was when the sinkholes were prevalent losses or loss causes, um, and there were still assignment of benefits issues and. Uh, and I had to build a claim. I had to bring uh, a claims operation from a TPA model and build our own within within the company. And we're going to service our own claims and and create our own destiny. And so I so I did that for a couple of years. And and then that's uh, that was for a small company. And then I got a, a phone call from a, a, a larger company that wanted to go nationally, and they're looking for somebody who not only had Florida experience but had all that experience outside of Florida. So, um, you know, you're right. That first role within Florida really prepared me um, for bigger and better things. I want to ask you about something that you brought up about claims organizations and how insurtechs impact uh, the claims model of people, production, and price. Can you Can you talk about that? Because, I mean, you're right in the middle of that. Sure. So, uh, you know, o- over the years, I've <clears throat> I've been groomed or have come to learn one way or the other that um, you know, claims is responsible for for, for for three pillars or three three prevalent objectives, um, the things that we drive. Right. So we we drive the people experience um, consumers and agents have. So, you know, less than, depending on what line of business you're in, it can be anywhere from three to 5% of people who actually buy insurance, whether it's auto insurance or homeowners, actually have claims. So the majority of folks out there will never have a claim on any insurance policy. But claims, so so you're, you're never going to really have any experience with that insurance company until you have a claim. Um, or, you know, you have to talk to your agent about why did my rates go up because I added my teenage driver or I added on an addition to my house. So uh, my rates go up or I now have a Doberman pincher or pit bull. And so I'm getting canceled or my rates are going up. So those are the only really, um, interactions you're going to have about your insurance company and it's with your agent. Um, but with claims, we get a lot of folks, of course, not, not only, you know, three to 4% of total people, but that, that experience is very fundamental to people's lives because it's a, it's a, it's an impact to their lives, whether it's an auto accident or a fire or something happened to the house where they live. It's very personal. It's very problematic to their lifestyle, right? So, um, so we impact that considerably and because it's such an impactful moment that what we do will impact how they will see their agent, will impact how they see the brand of the insurance company that they've had insurance with all this time, um, and just the industry in general. So, you know, we're responsible for the people experience, you know, and, and that's really driven, you know, to go to J.D. Power and ask them what are the, what are the three keys of a great claim experience really any, and it's number one, uh, it's, it's a timely experience. Number two, that, that I'm kept informed throughout the entire experience. And then number three, I understand the outcome of the experience. So claims is responsible for that. Um, number two, claims is also responsible for um, 
production. So we want to make sure that claims don't linger. Like I said before, it's a timely process. So we want to make sure that I call it a manufacturing process, widgets in, widgets out, that we make sure that we turn claims timely, that we pay the, the optimal amount, the fair amount, that you know we um, we don't let um, the inventory stack up. You know you wouldn't want to do that in a, in a manufacturing process, right? Your widgets in, widgets out, but nobody's peddling the inventory that's piling up and it's not going out into the public and making the world a better place. And then the third thing is for claims departments, and and whether and I say claims departments, whether you're a, a, an internal department for a carrier or whether you're a TPA or whether you're an independent company, um, these are all the same. The third, the third part is price. So what, you know, it's not just price of the claims, but remember that um, your premium that people pay is is really based on, how, you know, what our loss ratio, how much we're paying in losses, how much we're paying in expenses, and so every insurance company is responsible for that. So the claims department, they're the check writers. It's the only department that really writes the checks and sends the money back out into public. Other departments have have prices also, or it's rent space or building ownership or um, software, machines, people, right? But it's the claims department that spends the majority of the money. So it's very important for the claims to get it right. So uh, I always say it's the trifecta, right? The claims trifecta. And a trifecta, of course, in horse racing is you have to get, in, in order to win the big prize, you got to get all three, you have to guess the winners of all three races, right? And so it's the same thing with claims. It's in order to get it right, you've got to be really good at all three. You can't just be good in one thing or, or, or and, and, and not so much in the others. And so a lot of carriers, a lot of departments, they, they sit there and, and, and they say, well, um, and I even had a CEO that said to me this one time, but they'll say, no, yeah, we're responding. You know, we want to have good customer service. And, and yeah, we want to have, you know, you know, low inventory levels. We don't want to overwork our people and stockpile our reserves. But, um, you know, the, really the, the biggest thing and the only thing that claims response for is price. And that's not true, right? That's not really true. Um, and if you were to draw a triangle and put each of these three points at the triangle, to me, I think that the triangle needs to be balanced. You know, you'd be, I think if you focus too much on one aspect, it skews, it skews your business model. You're not really fulfilling the purpose that you have, right? So if you're really good at customer service and you're just focusing on customer service, um, your price may sacrifice. You may be overpaying claims or paying claims um, because you want the people to feel good. You don't want any, you don't want to argue with anybody. You don't want um, any adversity in the experience, and so you tend to pay and pay and pay, um, and, and that's not good either. Um, you know, and and just on the opposite, if you focus on price, um, it may be, it may people may feel belittled and. Um, uh, you know, missed out, missing out on opportunity that they should have had to recover for their losses, et cetera. So I, I think it's a balanced model. So that's really when you sit down and talk about what claims operations are responsible for. Those are really the things. And everything that you do from the technology that you acquire to the people that you hire to the processes you put in place to the goals that you establish – they should focus on one or all of those three things. And if you're doing something or you have technology that doesn't help you in the people experience or in, or in turning a claim timely or in understanding the data and analytics to help you with what's going on with the price and, and, and the financial trend lines, then throw it out. You shouldn't use it. So when we talk here at Swift and as I'm moving forward and trying to acquire the right evolution to the business model uh, – um, then what, what's happening is I'm looking around for, uh, like we said earlier, insure tech companies. What can I do to really 
really focus on all three, drive it through technology, and do it better than everybody else. Because I've already disrupted the market. Now I've got to do the same from the claim side of, of experience as, yeah, as I did with the front end of it. Right. You know, it, it's interesting because I, I haven't really thought about that before, that it would be interesting to kind of start with a blank slate now or relatively now. Like, I mean, obviously, a lot of the major carriers or older carriers are constrained by legacy systems and processes, of which you're not constrained by any of those, right? <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're inventing them today. Uh, for your company. And so that's kind of a really exciting thing. But you can also bring in innovative insure tech type solutions. Um, and like this is something that even Lee and I haven't really had a long conversation about. You know, wh- which are the which are the the technologies that we would choose? And 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 at our company we use we use many of them and we've experimented with many of them. Um but but that's kind of a really interesting position that you get to be in is you get to you get to choose those and pull them off the shelf brand new. So you know there's there's a it's a two edged sword this technology thing you know, it solves it, it solves problems and it creates problems right so it, so when you bring on technology and you, and you look at things out there that wow th- those are great things to have they could really make an impact here. But you're going to sacrifice somewhere else. I, I, I've sat down, um, you know, prior to Swift, I spent a couple of years in the software industry. We sold software to the claims, um, independent adjusters, as well as carriers. I sat down with hundreds of independent adjusters, staff adjusters, chief claims officers, I firm uh, CEOs. And it, it, a, a very, there was a lot of common themes. And one of them was, we love technology. We love to hate technology. And because um, we are given so much more to do because the technology is out there that we actually have a harder time of doing of handling claims now than we did 20 years ago. Um, and, and that's not right. Um, that's not right. Technology is not only there. I talk about that people thing, it, uh, that, that, that people function that we're – task to drive. But not only should it be easier for the policyholder, it should be easier for the adjuster. Technology is out there where we can automate tasks within what you're supposed to do every day. You you shouldn't have to um, do all these tasks manually, enter data here, enter data there, upload this, take a look at this. And so that the experience from from, from the ex- external uh, um, side of things, the policyholder, the agent, whomever else is looking at their claim, they're happy. But yet you're working your butt off because you're plugging all this technology through, and a lot of it's still manually driven. So, so we we have to we have to be careful that the technology that we do adapt makes it easy not only for the policyholder and the agent, but makes it really easy for the adjuster. Um, and there's a couple different reasons for that, and it's not just because um, we want to make our adjusters' lives easier. I, I would love that because more people would want to come work for me, and I'd get great talent. And there's another disruption in the uh, in the in the industry, right? So Langowski's hiring better people than Allstate or State Farm because 
they can do twice the work with half the effort, which is exactly what we want to have happen nowadays. Because in any industry, that's what you want to have happen. Um, but we're, you know, if you look at any um, human resource reports that look at the PNC industry, especially claims, less and less adjusters, and um, you know, the the average age of a claims professional here in the market is about forty six years old, uh, mm. and about twenty five to thirty percent of them are retiring within the next twelve to eighteen months, and there's wow. not a lot of new folks coming into the market. So we need to make it more attractive. Uh, we need to make the job a little bit easier, a little bit more fulfilling, Tech- and technology is here to help us do that. So, right. yeah, when you said earlier, Langowski, you don't have all those legacy issues to deal with. Thank goodness. Um, right. So it's and, you know we raise the bar expectations wise as to what I have to accomplish, but I got to tell you, um, the one advantage is I don't have the baggage that a lot of my 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 uh, my peers have out there. Right. You know, a lot of times we end our podcast talking about where you see the future of insurance going. But really, our conversation today has shown that you get to build your future of, of, of your claims market. You really get to think outside the box uh, using new technologies, using old technologies, and then making them into whatever you think is the best claims model, insurance model out there. So I think that's a, a really neat thing. To, to be able to do is to actually uh, live out the way that you see the the, the future of insurance going. Yep. No, I, I agree. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to also make it sound like, you know, it's the the old uh, nanny nanny boo boo clause where I say, I, I, I don't have your problems. I get to do it differently and I'm going to leave you guys in the dust and, and, and be happy about it. Um, this can be done traditional in traditional carrier world too. You just, it takes a lot of guts to really just walk away from the traditional um, way of doing things. Um, we, we here at Swift did, did that with underwriting. We walked away from the traditional underwriting uh, and we're growing and we're profitable uh, and, and, you know, growing quickly. Um, and that's a good problem to have, right? That's a champagne problem, some people would say. <laughs> but if, if I'm with a stable company, I'm not growing or shrinking and I'm profitable, what is stopping me from, from changing everything, Right, and uh, any in any business, and how many how many writers and experts say, you know, don't be complacent, don't embrace the tradition, figure out what the possibilities are, and go do it. So I, it takes a lot of guts, but um, you know, and it takes a lot of courage to go to go do it right. And it's 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 a leadership thing too. So um, we're very as an industry, we're very slow to a- adopt change, and and technology brings that change. So even though it's attractive to us. Um, we can't figure out how to make it work. Uh, we can't figure out how much of an impact that will be. And we can't figure out how to go get it and implement it. And then we can't really figure out because it's so different than what we do. It's it's very hard to understand the long-term impact it'll have on our on our financials, on our data, our results, and our brand over long term. Um, and it is a process, and it is a regulated um, industry. But um, you know, you, you you just and I've had to do this uh, in, in in prior experiences. You just got to go against the grain and go for it. You know, this is where we need to be, and so let's get there and get there as quickly as we can. And there there just isn't a lot of that. There are some bigger carriers that do that, where they actually have divisions uh, that do that. They acquire insure techs and they have the resources and the money for that. Um, and they'll, but it's slow coming. It's, it's slow going for those folks. Um, but there are other carriers that are smaller, more nimble, 
uh, that can make it happen. You just don't see a lot of it going on. So um, though I say I, I get to start from scratch, I don't have that baggage, um, I'm still a guy from traditional background. And I took this opportunity because I get to do that. I get to, to be the guy with the guts and go figure it out. I, there's, there's nothing stopping me from being a traditional claims model um, and being safe. Right um, and meeting regulatory um, standards and and um, being no different than everybody else and agents saying okay because um, I I meet expectations but I'm not here to do that and and that's why I took on this opportunity and I think anybody who wants to change and grab the opportunity and go out there I mean the the technology is available and it's really affordable too um, so it's it's not that it's really cost costly. Uh, from a technology side of things, and, and uh, you know, it's uh, I, I can go on and on about price points there, but um, like I said, and I, you know, Rob, I think you said it just a minute ago, is it's about leadership. So I, my suggestion, to everybody, is just go for it, start making it happen, because um, companies like like Swift, uh, there's going to be more of us, um, and we're going to be competing against each other, uh, because these other <laughs> these other carriers, they're going to be stuck in their traditional model. So I was at a conference, uh, I was at a, a large conference last week, and, and somebody from a large company stood up and asked a, a research analyst who was doing a presentation on insurtechs and said, hey, do you think that large carriers will get into this insurtech space and, and, be, like, and be like a Swift? And, and the researcher said, yeah, I think so, because they've got great resources and a lot of capital. But, but the truth behind that is it They've always had great resources and a lot of capital, and they still haven't done it. And InsureTech's been around for several years. And what gets in their way is is their traditional practices. They would have to throw underwriting out the door um, that they traditionally use. It's risk aversion by nature. It's the underlying principle uh, and risk management. It's the underlying principle. And if you can make whatever your return that you're looking to make annually and it's there and you stamp it out year after year, where's the motivation for some people? Where's the motivation to to change and, and update that and go for it? Especially when the downside is, uh, is, is you know, potentially negative. Uh, we, I mean, we, we've talked on other episodes about failure and everybody talks about failure and says failure is okay until you fail, then it's not okay. And um, so it, it's... Uh, as you know, because you've been on both sides of the equation, you've been both a, a carrier guy and a vendor guy. And so that's that's a great um, advantage for you because I think that a lot of carriers don't understand what it's like to work with a carrier, right? Because they, they've they never done that. or And um, carriers don't like to, uh, don't like to trip up. Nobody does. Nobody does. So I have one last question for you. One segment of our audience I would describe as insurtechs, companies that um, you know are in this business providing solutions, designing tools for the for the carrier market. What advice do you have for those people? As somebody who's been on both sides, as somebody who's in an insurtech himself, um, what, what what do you have to say to that audience? What, what advice do you have for them? So, you know, I, I would I would start small, and here's what I mean by that. Um, you know, it's the, the top twenty to twenty five largest homeowner carriers in the country have about sixty four percent of the market, 
So a, a lot of um, vendor type guys who who want to sell our insure tech or our services or our wares to somebody, we go after the the, the bigger carriers, um, and you know, because we know if we get one of those bigger carriers, it's it's more transactions, right? So it's and we get paid per transaction, and and, and that's really what attracts. And we go after these companies, but there are so many multiple levels within within larger companies that they're not nimble and as you said before they're one or more of those layers within the organizations are adverse to risk there it's not a priority for them and maybe they're hitting the people the production and the price on all three cylinders at the same time and there's no uh, motivation to change right um, so and those guys are so are so big they know they've got anywhere from one to four percent of the market and the competition is more about rate than it is about product and service right so um, so what I my, my recommendation and even for carriers is when you start small go after those that are hungry they want to get bigger they're never going to be the top 10 or the top 20 but they want they want to be noticed in the market. They want to they they started their company not to be giants, but to be to be heroes. And so go after those companies that want to be heroes and make a difference and disrupt and show that there is a better way to do things. You don't have to be bigger to be better. Um, and so those are the hung, those are the companies that are hungry or more agile or mobile, not mobile, but more willing to adapt to doing something different because they have to. Um, they, they're not the big behemoths that, that you know have been around for for you know, 75 years, 65 years, and they're going to be around for a lot longer because they're so big. So I, I, I would go after those that do want to make a difference in their business model, and they have the ability to do that. And it's usually the smaller to medium-sized companies. Um, and when you make a partnership, whether you're a service provider to a carrier, whether you're an independent adjusting firm or software company or insure tech or whatever it is, when you make those connections and you help that insurer evolve their business, your business evolves. And what a great partnership that is. Um, and there are better things to come. And then you grow together. And I think that's that's really where it has to hit, you know. Um, and, and I'm sorry, Liberty Mutual and State Farm and Allstate, um, you know, you've got your you've got your we here, the rest of the industry, are trying to figure it out and evolve the industry because, honestly, those guys will not. Geico, 1994, Geico came up with the phrase, I'll save you 15% in 15 minutes. We're 2018, and all I have to do to order something from Amazon and speak to a little box on my kitchen counter. Um, and Geico's still saying 15 minutes. 15% in 15 minutes. They're not evolving our market. Our market is the same with those guys. So it's it's all the rest of us that have to try to change it to wake up the sleeping giants and say, you've got to change also because this is the way everybody wants to do business. And here it is evidenced by our growth and our profitability. Um, and, we, and we do it with insured techs or, and a little bit of leadership courage. Right. I think that's... I think that's great advice and a super good insight um, coming from a guy who's who's kind of seen it all and done it all and is and is currently doing it. Um, we really appreciate you being here. What a great conversation and great insights and information. Um, we look forward to uh, uh, carrying on this conversation at another time and hearing about the way that Swift evolves over time. Would you join us again? Yeah, absolutely. I'd um, I'd love to tell the story. We we and uh, that's our job, is to get the story out to our listeners. And we thank you 
for being with us today. And Lee, say thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Thank you for the opportunity to tell my story and hope to be back. Loved the ending there. That was interesting. Uh, his insights about um, helping InsureTech's market to the carrier world. Right. You know, I think he, he kind of made me start thinking about how uh, traditional marketing is going about and uh, traditional competition between insurance companies and then what the future is going to look like. How, how, do, how are these companies going to compete in the, in the future? How are they going to advertise against each other or even with each other? Uh, it, it's just a different way of going about business. You know, business changes. And uh, and his company is really coming in and setting a, a different bar, a, a higher bar for customer satisfaction and, uh, you know, quickly getting to the customer. And I think that's that's where insurance is going. And, and we've found that, too, that some of our more um, assertive or aggressive Partners on the carrier side tend to be uh, either regionals or, or smaller carriers. You know, he he made a there at the end. He talked about Geico, right? And it was it was it was uh, interesting. Every said, you know, Geico started out with you know fifteen minutes, uh, and now it's thinking minutes, right? You know, he's able to give a quote uh, with with a question. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some additional work or possibly behind it, but. Uh, just even how 15 minutes just changed the way insurance was done. And then today it's it's even deeper and, and quicker. And the expectation is not getting any easier. You know, a lot of our guests always reference Amazon because it is. It's the 10,000-pound gorilla who's changing customers' focus and customer expectations. And we all have to be able to meet that. I, I love the fact that they ask you one question. What is your address? Yeah. Uh, that That's amazing, right? It is. It is. And it's taking all of the technology that's already out there, all of the data points, uh, combining them together. You know, I, 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 I listened to Credit Karma, to the CEO of Credit Karma one time talk, and he goes, we can ask you very little. And uh, it's because we already have the data on you. It's already out there. You allow right. us in all these spaces uh, to to connect the dots and it's it's out there and, and and it really is so why do we have to ask you all the questions if we already know the answers right i was at a conference last week where uh, that was put on by uh simbility and corelogic mm-hmm. and i mean the ma- corelogic is an enormous data um vendor Right. Right. I mean, and, right. and as we talked and I heard different sessions talking about the amount of data they have, the number of things that they know th- much through just public record. It's it's remarkable. I think that the it'll be very interesting to see what the future holds for a company like this. I mean, their growth has been their growth has been astronomical. Right. Um, and to see if that continues. And you have to think anytime you have that kind of growth and that kind of earning potential, you're going to attract um, competitors. And it'll be interesting to check back with John in a year or two and see where where he's at and and um, and, and how they're progressing. Yeah, and of course, we wish the best of luck to John and to his company. And uh, uh, we think that they're doing a lot of really good things right now. And we are excited about checking back in with them and just seeing where the future uh, is for them. Absolutely. And 
We thank you for being with us today. Anthony, do you have something that you want to say to our audience? Yeah. And you know, I realize I've never actually like properly introduced myself on here, but I'm Anthony Suter. I'm the producer for FNO InsureTech. Uh, one of the best ways to support all podcasts, but specifically ours, is to uh, wherever you're listening to this, uh, if there is a review and rating function, please make sure and do that. Uh, we'd prefer five stars, but good feedback is uh, any feedback, really. So uh, give us some feedback, help us learn how we can improve, how we can give you better and uh, you know better interviews that you enjoy listening to every week. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. And until next time, thanks for joining us. <laughs>